So I was going to say. Actually, go ahead. Okay, so I was going to say this imagery, right, of the, the water going toward the dukkha and then rushing it toward me, giving it a hug and melting into it, unifying. There's like a, a joy that would come from the effort of pushing out the water and then a joy from bringing them into me to hug. And, and what I've noticed is the, it's crazy. Like I'll start, I'll get a new imagery. And once I start it after a while, it's empty. Like it, like it, it loses its juice and it's not a, it's not a problem, but what ends up showing up for me is this mental kind of uh, discomfort or fear that if I don't have a way of remedying the unwholesome thought being the imagery that I've been using, well then, well then what's going to happen? But then what I've also noticed is when I just let it all go and take a deep breath still, it's actually, it's still pretty joyful. So I don't really, I don't know if like I, I need to keep doing this practice or. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Come back to the point of you're saying you don't know um, that this is there. Uh, when think of it in the sense of that you're worried about the hindrances coming back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that thought is a hindrance. Yeah, no, I know. And I, and no, I, no, no, you don't. You haven't figured that out yet because you still are worried and you still want an answer to that question. That's why you called is because you're worried wanting the answer to that question rather than recognizing that too is, is a hindrance of just finding something to worry about because something has changed. That in fact, all of that magnificent effort and the success of all of that effort and the visualizations and the kachungas and all of that kind of stuff and the roping in and the water waving and all the hugging and kissing and all of that. And then it becomes empty. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Which is exactly what is on the path if you look at it in the reference of jhanas. And I'm making sure that we say it in the reference of John's that first the axe comes out and then the waves and the hugging happens and then all of that falls apart. Yes, that's exactly what's happening. Yes, it's that's falling the apart. Second, third and fourth jhana. In the fourth jhana, the whole point is that everything falls apart. Mm which is also in the phrase of Mahasi, but it's spot on, and that is the arising and the passing away. You see, all of us have been trained in our society, but it's human nature to keep looking for the re-arising. What's new? What's happening? What movement do I see? And all of that. But when something stays still for long enough, you begin to forget all about it. And sometimes we don't even know, we we take it for granted and then it's not there. All right, now, the whole point here, though, is, is that if things soften like that, from pity to sukha to opaka, and you know that in advance, you can say, wow, hot diggity dog, there really is nothing to it. But instead, when you come down to there's nothing to it, then fear arises because of the attitude of, oh no, what if, which is that victim inside, okay? So now the next time that you go into that state, you'll know now newly what to go looking for as we're describing it right now, okay? That if, if when you go into a state of nothing, and fear arises, what are you going to do? You're going to say, aha, I see you too. Mm. Or if the now, 
the inclination or intention or slight leaning or attitude is, is that, oh no, if there is nothing, then what is there for me to cling to? Because there is nothing for me to cling to when there's nothing there. And that's also a new kind of fear because not yes. only is there nothing to it, there's nothing to me either. Yeah, so I just want to make sure I got what you said. So you're saying that when I'm in this state of nothing, what will be there is when I use the imagery, that will be nothing too. There'll be like mm -hmm. an emptiness in it. It won't work. And then the thought may show up, oh no, if this doesn't work, what's going to happen to me? Or what, like, what do I do now? Or how do I keep this wholesomeness up? That right there is also a thought that I can, well, do the imagery toward, right? Mm -hmm. to see that one too now here's what i want you to know <laughs> there's progression in this so i only told you oh, the beginning I didn't know that <laughs> i only told you the beginning of the day so toward the middle of the day i had this thought of um there's something obstructing the mind right now and i'm missing it i missed it now i don't know what it was but I'll be, I will skillfully see it next time. That's what I would say. And I would just throw water at it anyway and hug it anyway, even if I didn't know what it was, just for protection, right? And I would go on throughout. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. And and would, just in case, that's the right attitude, just yeah, in case, yeah. all right? We don't even and have would, to make that much of an evaluation of is this yeah. Duke or not, you're out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, would go on, and I would go on throughout the day, and then it would happen again. It would be like, oh, something is obstructing the mind here, and I don't know what it is. And that's what it was. And then I, and I saw, I saw that as that happened more and more and more, there was a moment where I was like, wait a minute. I believe there's something obstructing the mind and that I need to know what it is. That's mm -hmm. the thought right there. there. Mm -hmm. That's the thought right there that I need to flow the water at. And I was uh -huh. like, whoa, well, that's crazy. So, so I really actually don't know whether there's something obstructing the mind or if what's obstructing the mind is the belief that I think there's something obstructing the mind and I don't know what it is and I need to find out. That, which is the doubt, okay? And it's a yeah. little game that you can that you're playing with yourself, yeah. and you can just say, "Oh, I see this whole game that I'm playing." Yeah. yeah, and then just go into the emptiness and accept that there is nothing to it. There's nothing to me right now. There is no need to play this game of what if or what ifism that we our Western civilization has taught every child to keep playing this what if game, solving problems that don't exist. Yes, exactly, exactly. And, and I think what, what's been happening is I've been noticing the absence of unwholesomeness, but that's what I used to cling to because it's mm. familiar for me. So when it's uh -huh. not around as much, it's like, oh, this feels really good, but what's going on? I, I, need, to know, I need to know what's going on. I need to do something. Everything's all right. Everything's fine. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that you need to say to yourself. That's what I've been saying. I've been saying that's that right. These Everything's are the right. things you say. Everything's all right. And then we take a deep breath and we recognize, yeah, yeah actually, right now, everything is all right. And that thought that I just had a moment ago. It's gone now. And this thought's gone too. And everything's gone. So I'm introducing you today to the concept of arising and passing away. So start looking at everything is just rotting. As soon as it arises, it's rotting away. Only to be replaced by the next thing that's rotting away. Only to be replaced by the next thing that's rotting away. And just enjoy the show. It's a kaleidoscope. It's just an amazing adventure, this human life, if we just enjoy the show rather than being afraid of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, 
that and it's crazy i'm noticing that i am like much more um much more like uh um ha have a deeper affinity for whatever shows up for whatever it is for the duke uh, because it's all running away anyway <laughs> it's all passing away Nargajuna is associated with the concept that it's like sea foams. It, it's just bubbles. Everything keeps popping. Mm. Mm. And in fact, the the sea foam bubbles are even more substantial than the thoughts. Because these thoughts are just bubbles that just pop up and blow away and pop up and blow away. And if our belief system is, is that, oh, I am my thoughts and my thoughts are me, then we begin to feel that the thoughts that we have are important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you begin to see that, no, every thought's rotting away and there's nothing left but emptiness or more bubbles mm. to pop and burst. So when there's this emptiness, um, when there's this emptiness, Damarado, it's not to say that the dukkha or the unwholesomeness doesn't show up, right? That well, still may show that's up. That's just more bubble. There's just a different relationship with it because the current state is emptiness. Yeah. yeah. And it's an enjoyable, satisfying emptiness that yeah. is beyond the yeehaw stage. The what? The yeehaw? Yeehaw. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Remember <laughs> what was <Yeah>. the phrase? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah. is fucking nice. It's way beyond that now. Yeah. Into the emptiness. And so let that emptiness be your new friend. This emptiness is also uh, the poly word for it, sunyata, when we begin to see first the rotting and passing away. This, by the way, is spelled right out there in many places, including and most notably in the Anapanasati Sutta. Mm. Mm. Okay. Is the Anicca first, which is the arising. Everything is happening all the time. Yeah, but mostly what's happening is the dying, not the living. <laughs> Everything is just dying out. <clears throat> And that's the fading away and the secession. So actually much of the Anapanasati Sutta is about get your mind straightened out so that you can really see what's going on so that you can actually see that reality is nothing but entropy, the law of entropy in action, and you can see it as it's happening. Do you know the law of entropy? Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Maybe we have to go back to Newtonian physics then, okay? <laughs> and that's the law of inertia. Well, you push that wagon off and it'll roll for a while, but it's going to roll to a stop. Everything dies, okay? So that's what Newton can see, but now we can see now that everything is falling apart. And possibly the most uh, vastly understandable point about that is, is the idea of something about the Big Bang or something happened in the first tick of the clock that we don't know anything about. But since that tick, everything has been just blowing up like an explosion. We're still in the remnants of a gigantic explosion that started booming off 13.7 or 8 billion years ago, and it's still <laughs> blasting outwards is another way of looking at it. But everything is in turmoil. Everything is in constant flux. And for anything to arise, several things had to die. Women have to die to become lemonade. So this is the idea then. And when when we get down to that, when everything dies out, including the pity and the sukha, that gets down to the level of equanimity where there's nothing left. I can't believe that that's actually what I'm experiencing, though. <laughs> well, why don't you let yourself see it instead? And enjoy it. I just can't While believe it. it. 
Okay. It won't last for very long because those dang hindrances will pop back up. The question is, can you see them? And the reason that I'm saying this is because you haven't fully developed the first jhana to really keep the mind in in gear. But since you're touching these other spaces, it's okay with me that you know where you're landed when you fall over. <laughs> what do you mean that I know where I landed when I fall over? Okay, well, if you fall over the first jhana trip and fall into the fourth jhana, you need to know that this is where you landed because you got to pick yourself up and check out what's going on. And by the time you do that, some hindrance or another will drag you right back to the real ground with a thud. It is almost like tripping and falling over onto a feather bed, only then to roll over onto the hard floor. <laughs> so, so let me get this right. So. This this image that I've been using, right, to basically reconcile the dukkha, bringing it like re replacing unwholesome with wholesome, is still all I need to carry you me do. through. Exactly That's it. Exactly. That's it. So long okay. as you know that it's not a hindrance, which means basically that oh, this is satisfying. I like this too. This is good stuff, even if it's nothing there. And in fact, that's quite surprising because we've been dealing with so much crap for so long that when we get to the end of it, wow. <laughs> so you're, but, but, but hold on, but hold on. If the unwholesome thought comes up, that can't mean nothing is there, right? Because it came up. That's, because that's the thought that came up, not nothingness. As long as you keep on the nothingness and how nice nothing is, then you're in it. But no, as soon but what as I'm the thought is... comes up of, hey, there's nothing to this, or where, what the heck, or oh no, or any of that, that's a hindrance, and then you're out of it. You're gone. No, now you don't have nothing. Now you have a thought. I understand and that. And thought it is. I understand that. What I'm talking about is if I have, it can be any random thought. It can be the thought, oh, I, I really want, I really want to have sex with my girlfriend. Wanting. That's an unwholesome thought right. in that state. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'll see that thought, right? I'll I'll push the water toward that thought, bring it back and you know, the hug, do the whole imagery, right? And what ends up okay. happening, that right there is empty. There's like an emptiness. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't, doesn't last, hold on to no. anything. The emptiness doesn't last long. So appreciate it when it's there. So you're saying that when that imagery doesn't work the way it did before where it like somehow takes the unwholesome thought and replaces it with wholesome and that doesn't happen and it's empty that's a good sign that's something to appreciate and and, and be satisfied with i don't know maybe we're missing something here might be because <laughs> the whole point is is that when you do that imagery it's working and yes. so after it's worked, then there is nothing to do because the game is over. For okay? that thought. For that For moment. that thought. And right. so the taking of the relish, the next thought, is appreciating that the job is done. There yes. is no more work to do. Yes. And while I can sit here and be in nothing. Yes. And if the new thought comes up is, wow, this nothing is nice. Yes, yeah, so we're and talking about the thought comes up, then that thought is, wow, this is really getting even better. Yeah, now and that's those good. Only, those are the only thoughts that we're having. If we have the thought of what if I lose it, you just did. Right. What if I lose it, then I can use I can use the imagery for that thought. Well, what if I lose it is what I'm saying is you just lost you just lost your um fourth jhana and it's time to never mind start again and use the imagery toward that yeah, right? exactly so what i'm telling and you in Dom fact Rado, the cycle may not last so long the next time and you're saying that you apply this and it doesn't work yes and why does it not work what is your evidence that it didn't just work the evidence is that the joy that usually comes from it is it's not there. There's no joy oh, that's so, there. Wait a it's minute. not bad. So the 
so it's not necessarily the joy itself is is that you're still wanting something no no that's yeah you're wanting the joy you're wanting joy now Well, this is tricky because when Dan originally told me about this image. No, wait a minute. No, just answer my question just a second. Okay. <laughs> that, yeah, that what you're saying is, is that you get the thing going and you get it and you actually get it in operation. And every time the piston fires, you get that revolution and you get the joy. And then all of a sudden you start doing it. And now you there's there's no more fire in the belly or there's no joy or there's no anything left to it. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And what I'm saying is appreciate to that. And let things come to a stop. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. And the reason for it is is because there's nothing out there that you need to do this little game with mental game. Once the game is finished, you can set down the chess pieces. That's the whole point that we're talking about here. Good. Okay, good. Got that it. you can actually let it go now. And in, gosh, there's so many different expressions. In for the that suit, moment. But You're saying for that for moment. For that right. moment. Yes, everything that we talk about is in the moment. So if it comes to nothing left, then you can say, wow, job well done. And that's what's left is the feeling of job well done, that it's over now for the moment. And then sit in that relaxation. The relaxation is actually quite possible to bring you back into a really giddy state immediately back into the pity by saying, well, guess it's over. (laughs) It really is over, you know, and then you put yourself back. Now, whether it's actually over or not is not the point. It's the mental state that we could go back into. Okay, and so, so that's the kind of cycles that you want to have is if they're always wholesome, you will move from pity to sukha to opeka, from pity to sukha to opeka, or um, thinking about it, which is first jhana. But basically, that's where you want to make sure that any thoughts that come up are wholesome thoughts. Because if an unwholesome thought happened in that moment, You've just destroyed all your jhana and you just crash landed back into ordinary thinking again. How long is it going to take you to figure that out? One thought, two thoughts. So if you go into an unwholesome thought, you lose your jhana. You lose your jhana. And right away. That was the definition of the law of it because with unwholesome thought. Have to you have to be free from the unwholesome thought, and you apply and sustain the mind to make sure that this thought and the next one is wholesome after wholesome after wholesome. And if you allow an unwholesome thought in, you're out of jhana. Now you may be back into what they normally think of is um, sometimes referred to as access concentration, which would be ac- basically a better way to say it is access to samadhi. And that access to samadhi means all you have to do is just throw your this thought out and replace it with a wholesome thought. You've got all the wiring left now in place for first jhana. Just uh-huh. throw this hindrance out and you're ready to go back into first jhana if you've already got all the factors collected together. And this is, is where Goenka is talking about in the sense of never mind, <laughs> start again. Yeah, you crash landed in the face of a um, uh, of a hindering thought. The question is, how long is it going to take you to figure out that your face is in the mud now? But the thing is, one is, thought, two thoughts. How long is it going to take you to figure out that you just crash landed? Well, the thing is, is when I get an unwholesome thought very quickly right after. I use the imagery toward that thought and it's exactly that's it's the no whole big point deal. Of going right back into first jhana again, which is what I was saying. Okay. Okay. And get back into the satisfaction. And as you're wowing around again, powwowing with your own mind and, and hooping and hollering and then relaxing. 
then there's no more war to happen. Nothing left to do. And then the old warriors sit around the campfire and get old and fat and happy. Because his <laughs> battles were over. No place to go and nothing to do and everything's okay. So are you saying once I replace the unwholesome thought with a wholesome thought, then the job to be done is to keep compounding, keep compounding those wholesome those thoughts. And thoughts? Precisely. Now, so. now what if what if the wholesome thoughts aren't compounding, but my joyful state is like I feel good. That's good. That's but, great. But I'm not necessarily having thoughts about it. That's the whole point. That's what we're talking about. And these first and second jhanas we move in and out of easily all day long sometimes. Okay. Or sometimes we move in and out of states that would be first or second jhana if it had these additional features. Okay, so it doesn't okay. always require thoughts, wholesome exactly. thoughts. No, but it does require a mind moment. And how are you going to spend this mind moment? If you're going to spend this mind moment in the feeling of exhilaration, that's a thought or a mind moment of pity itself rather than the thought of pity. So there is a thought thinking about pity, and then there's actually the experiencing of pity, and that experiencing mind moment is sakajana. Okay. So it may last only one mind moment for some people, but if you're skilled at this kind of stuff, it can last for 5, 10, 15, or 20 mind moments to where the thrill just goes on and on and on. But then the thrill is gone. But when the thrill is gone, what happens? Did you crash land? Or when the thrill is gone, does it go back into a really, really nice state of, wow, everything is so cool. Everything is so nice. Yeah, all right. I think I've had but, that too. Okay, well, that's the that. third jhana state. Sure, everybody has had them. There, there's, there's nothing to them. We're describing normal human behavior, and yeah. all of the meditation people keep thinking that these are special states. Now, the special is learning how to control them, knowing what we're doing. Yeah, okay. Okay, any monkey can drive a car. So and our look, wholesome they keep thoughts... crashing at a lock. Are wholesome thoughts deliberate? That's exactly right. Just like you would drive a car safely, deliberately. Yeah, so you know how unwholesome thoughts, they pop up like a habit, right? Like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. But mm -hmm. wholesome thoughts, they're deliberate. Like, oh, I feel good. Oh, this is nice. Like, you might even scan your experience. So, like, oh, I'm glad I got, oh, I appreciate that I was able to do this. Oh, I congratulate myself. Like, it's deliberate. It's not, oh, that popped up, like unwholesome thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So wholesome thoughts don't just arise. They're deliberately put into. Intentionally so, Yeah, yes. intentionally. However, I will say that at one moment today, I did have a thought that arose. Where I was like, oh, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm happy. <laughs> yes, that's the whole point is, is that if you keep putting these thoughts intentionally in, they begin to sink in. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. like water on a hard old sponge or dishcloth that's been in the sun for a while and it's stiff. Yeah. And when you first put water on it, the water rolls off. That's the practice of meditation. How long is it going to take you to get your old dish rag of a mind completely wet? And, and Don Rado, I have consistently, each day this week, been experiencing like, an, like a, I mean, you know, there's been this and this and this, but it's all been like in the direction of wholesome. It's been on like consistently wholesome, I would say, mm -hmm. rather the past week. like. I might have some unwholesome thoughts, but I haven't been in a ditch, so to speak. Like it's been. Wholesome. Isn't that marvelous? Isn't that and fucking great? It's marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> it's marvelous. Yeah, that we can control our lives. Yeah, we can do it. And now, so pat yourself on the back for that realization. That's an important point to know that you can take control of your own life. It is. 
I mean, Giannis, I don't really care about. If I'm if I'm actually consistently being wholesome, that is a huge victory. Like that's that, huge. That's Congratulations. It. Absolutely. Huge. Yeah. And then um, I wanted to tell you, like, I'm noticing I'm much more drawn to like laying down, or even just if I'm like walking outside, closing my eyes like this, like you told Jeff and I the other night, and and breathing and focusing on the breath and enjoying it it is so amazing oh it is so nice and <laughs> and it, i wanted to tell you when i do it i don't know how to describe it but there's like this that's because there's nothing to it there's there's like this experience of like all there is is the breath and nothing else mm-hmm. like it's like But I will say this. So Perhaps the, we can refine that just a bit to say the only thing there is is the experience of the breath. The experience of the breath. The other thing I'll say is that after a while, two things happen. One thing that happens is there's no, like, there's no, this is the beginning of the breath, this is the middle, this is the end. It's, it's all just the breath inhale exhale but it's all just mm-hmm. breath 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 like it's not like i'm getting further or it's a process yeah it's a, a yeah. cyclic process a what a cyclic process cyclic. up cyclic. and down and yeah. up and down or back yeah. and forth or in fact a cycle yeah around and around and around the breath goes yeah but when and where I... it stops is death but until then, it keeps going around and around, and all we have to do is appreciate the game. But each moment during that breath, I'm not, I'm, I'm not focusing on up or down. It's just that moment, wherever it is. Does that, does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Well, the way that the sutras talk about it is is that mindful that regardless of what point it is in the breath that the stage is is that this is a long deep either in or out breath i but do I'm do mindful. long and deep i do okay, long so and deep yeah as we do that though it doesn't matter at what point in time we're just checking in to make sure that it's happening mm-hmm. yeah that's the point Every breath, we at least check in once, one mind moment with the end breath, which if we're uh, breathing deep and slow is already down to four breaths a minute, which means we have tons and tons of mind moments to do all kinds of other stuff and only put two of those mind moments back into the santi of, is this the right end breath or not? And it doesn't even take a thought. That's way too much work to think about it. Just to note it, a very quick note that this is a long, deep in breath and this is a long, deep out breath. So then you have all the rest of the time to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So, more, I would say most of the mind moments are spent focused, like are spent relishing each moment of the breath, each moment of the inhale and each moment of the exhale that you can remember. And I remember very, very often. That's the idea, is to keep putting that effort in to keep um, uh, the mindfulness game going. That, that is actually the, um, the value that helps you go into that state of nothingness that you freaked out about. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense because it's, it's so, it's amazing. It's like, oh man. I can't. This is great. <laughs> no, it's, it's the capabilities of the human mind that you're beginning to explore. Yeah. Nothing special here, folks. Everything is ordinary. But some people have the skills to do it and some people don't. I guess it just feels special to me because I've never been able to do this. It's special to everybody when they start doing it. And after they keep doing it, it becomes ordinary. You get used to everything. (laughs) Right. For sure. For sure. 
Um, <laughs> I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Then, in fact, a part part of the way of saying it is, is that, hey, man, I would not expect anything else from the universe or life itself. I would not expect more. That is already absolutely complete. I wouldn't expect anything more. This is absolutely good enough. And anybody can come into that mental state. This, and that mental state, as I'm saying at the end, is that instead of just appreciating it, it's that, well, what would you expect? I mean, <laughs> why would the universe be inherently against us? It's not. That if it was inherently against us, it'd still probably be boiling with uh, um, volcanoes and stuff. But no, it's a actual pleasant environment because the humans have been, uh, let us say, evolved to the point that we know how to make ourselves a pleasant environment, but we haven't yet learned how to enjoy it. It's an age-old problem, the, these humans. We've been at war with each other for hundreds of centuries. So I just want to recap with you. What you're saying is when I do the imagery and I notice that there's nothing there, it, 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 the water doesn't cling to anything, doesn't bring the dukkha to hug it in, it doesn't feel like anything, there's no joy. That in that moment right there is to just be satisfied and appreciate. And wow, the job wow. is done now. Wow. Nothing There's to do. nothing left. There's nothing to do. The job is over. And then that right there brings joy. So it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> exactly. And I'm, so I'm that's starting to see can... it. It's it is a game. It is like a little game. And like, you know, you're you're mm -hmm. you're like you're you know, the Duke is here, you're here, the Duke is here, you're here, <laughs> Duke is here, you're here. And then the Duca, you're like, whoa. <laughs> Uh, for some, it's like that, but for others, it's almost like that we begin to see the dukkha and that we can see that we're going up and down. The dukkha is kind of the same, but that's only a relative way of speaking. Basically, what's up going on is the dukkha is going up and down while we begin to change. And pretty soon we get above it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And but that is my experience. Start like, off. It'll be mm -hmm. here and then it'll be here, but I'll know how to climb. So then I'll be there again. And then, exactly so. And then I'd be like, oh, I don't know how to get there. And then I'll get there. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. And so uh, the, because the dukkha is not steady, it's in a range, but it's in a range. And the bottom of the range is um, death itself. And the top of the range of dukkha is nothing at all. Mm. Right? And so there comes a time when you have to get at least to the level of where there's no dukkha at all. And for you, then that means that there is nothing at all. But instead of appreciating there's nothing at all, you, you get afraid that there's nothing left. <laughs> which is dukkha. <laughs> which is just mad and more dukkha. That's just falling back down into it again. But that's probably... It's probably also a, a great congratulations as well, right? If I'm afraid that there's nothing left, it's actually great to, to see, wow, I'm afraid there's nothing. Left. That's a great, that's a wholesome fear. Whereas uh -huh. I was, uh, you know, afraid I couldn't, you know, do this oh, yeah. practice. No problem. <laughs> We have an animal drama happening in the moment. I thought that I'd mention, and that is, is that the monkey keeper has just brought the monkey, except that these are not really monkeys that we just use the word translated out of the Thai for Ling, but these are actually baboons. They have, yeah, they're small monkey sized baboons and they're the, they're, they're here to pick the coconuts out of the trees. They wow. actually, 
have universities of monkeys. Mahawitilai Ling. They have monkey schools. What? Yes, and they take in young monkeys and they teach them how to uh, climb trees and how to live with humans wow. and uh, become pets. And um, wow, any of them ride on backs of motorbikes. What? Wow. Mm -hmm. Can you and show me one? Uh, if you could just stand up and look out in the yard, you could see it. <laughs> I can, can you, see it here. Can you move the camera? No, it's a laptop that's wired down to prevent the other laptop from falling over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That'd be cool to see. No problem. Uh, well, they're actually quite common. Why don't you just, um, uh, you, can, you can have uh, monkey coconut and South Thailand. Did you hear that? <laughs> No. Did you hear that thought like what? It just happened now eight, ten seconds ago. Okay. Wait for another one. It'll happen. He's already up the tree. He's already knocked down one coconut. <laughs> He's now looking for another one in the tree. <laughs> so anyway, the dogs freak out every time and uh it's actually the problem is only that the dog's imagination of this is my territory. <laughs> That's it. If the dogs would realize, no, the territory that they own is the territory that's in their immediate surroundings, not <laughs> 50 yards from here. <laughs> there it goes again. Did you hear it? You were laughing. Okay. That one uh, bumped and rolled. So it had bump, 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 bump. Okay. Now, did you hear him yell? He's giving the monkey directions now. There it goes. Did you hear that? I heard it. I heard it. Okay. That's the third one that's come down. So cool. <laughs> so nice. There's another um, one. Well, Damarado, I just got to say, like, I'm, I'm really proud. I feel, <laughs> I feel so good. And, and happy for myself and just I just I thank you I'm really really grateful oh I wanted to say that earlier today mm -hmm. I had an I had an important insight I, and, and it's that it's that dukkha is actually a gift I'm grateful for dukkha because so as long as I can see my dukkha Hello, darkness, my I can see friend. I can see freedom so dukkha is my distinction thank for Ah, I'm, I'm wholesome. Can... I'm enjoying. Exactly. If you can see the dukkha, then it becomes your friend because it's now giving you a guidance. It's more like a guide. Yeah, it's a distinction. It's like it's mm -hmm. it's it's necessary. It's important. Mm -hmm. Until eventually but we weren't taught how to look. No, we weren't taught how to look or what to look for. And that, in fact, is why we talk about it in the sense of um, uh, the Four Apo Noble Path and Anapanasati is how to look. And Paticca Samapada shows us what to look for. Hmm. I don't think we've, have we covered that, you and I? I not yet. Okay. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Good. Maybe soon enough. Right. But I don't want to. I'm. We need. I'm satisfied right here. <laughs> I. I don't need to. Uh, I. Don't, I don't want to mess with my joy. Well, we've actually even introduced it already when I was saying that when you come to the state of emptiness to see that there's nothing there. Then the next thing that comes is the realization if there is nothing to it, then that means there's nothing to me either. Hmm. Nothing there. Okay, so I don't know if this like, you know, um, um, uh, walks on the edge of that, but what happened last night when I was doing the breathing, 
a long inhale and a long exhale. Mm -hmm. I noticed that as I was deliberately having wholesome thoughts, that those thoughts, that voice that we hear in our head, I was like, I was detached from it. I, I could like see the voice as if it wasn't me and it was just a voice. It was mm -hmm. really cool. Right, that that voice, these voices in our head are not me. Yeah, that's they're recordings. Yeah, they're old tapes, old recordings. It's an well, archive. <laughs> well, I was doing wholesome thoughts. Okay, but those are also stored too. They weren't me either. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, I'm not. I saw it. I'm like, I'm not a wholesome thought. I'm not an unwholesome thought. Unwholesome I'm thought. observing. Observing. The wholesome and, and the unwholesome. And I think I could even see the thing that was observing them. Mm -hmm. I think I could even see the observer. Yes. And guess what? There's nothing to it. Nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things now that we can talk about between now and the next time you call is going back to that idea of the rotting away. Seeing not just the arising, but the passing away, the fading away, everything rots. Including your little imagery of the axe and the waves and the hugging and all of that and the fruit that it gives. Everything arises and passes away. And we're caught in this endless cycle and that uh, each child is not taught to look inside their own mind to see this. And because of that, each one of us now is endlessly caught in the cycles of our own mind. Mm. Because we do not be, have yeah. that. We don't have the ability to stand back and look at the observer from the position of the observer only, which is then the adult ego state or the frontal cortex of the mind to then see all of the activity between the reptilian brain or the child and the uh, uh, mid cortex or the, um, uh, the temporal cortex. And that's where all this dialogue is happening. That's where all the fear and the anxieties and the worries and ultimately the attitude resides. And so we have to keep telling the um, parent ego state to keep nurturing the child and telling the child he's okay until the child finally believes it. And then the child is going to go through a whippy stage. And then, uh, and then he's going to go through a wow, that's nice stage into a completely relaxed stage. And somewhere along there, there may be some tears and that kind of stuff. But the whole point is that this happens, this cycle happens over and over and over again. Until now, the higher mind is beginning to wake up to even that cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so it's a, it's a way of looking at the, the, some cycles last for hundreds of years. Not just on the planet, but I'm talking about through human civilization that have big kick, kick, kicks or whatnot, like um, first the invention of writing itself, then the Gutenberg press, mm -hmm. and now the internet. And the next one in this cycle is AI, and it's hot on the heels of internet. And we're going to be going through a huge amount of revolutions in a hurry in in human history and i don't think that it's uh uh it's going to be able to handle it in generational cycles the old are not going to die out soon enough to let the kids take over and do the next thing so there there's always the sluggishness built into it hmm. there's going to be a lot of changes coming are you ready for them oh yeah oh yeah that's the whole point. Let's get our own mind straightened out, and then we can handle whatever the old world throws at itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. we don't know what's going to happen. All we know is something's going to happen. Yeah. Well, we don't even know that. 
Well, um, actually, that's the whole point is getting us back into the state to recognize that really nothing is happening. <laughs> yeah. All of that stuff out there is not me. Yeah, right. And not my business. It's not my troubles. Right near, I'm, right now. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm more than okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Let let the world, uh, you know, have its little dance party. I'm willing to watch it from time to time. <laughs> I'm very okay with that. Very, very, very okay. Even, even though th there's so many dancers on the dance floor who are untrained at how to dance, and there's just a whole lot of foot stomping and a whole lot of falling over. <laughs> but that's part of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we learn to just enjoy the show, but when we can get quiet in our own mind, we recognize that we can stop that show, turn it all off, and just sit and relax. And first we marvel at how nice it is, and then we take time to actually enjoy how marvelous it is. Because mm. there's nothing there. Mm. Nothing left. So keep practicing, keep practicing. I will. I will. So this is wonderful. So anytime there's emptiness in that imagery, I can just celebrate it. I can just appreciate Yay. that. Oh, oh, there's game nothing to over do now. There's yeah. nothing to do. After you've taken his king or he knocks it over, checkmate, the game's over. Enjoy the fact that it's over. So this is so crazy because I've been worrying that mm -hmm. something is wrong and the unwholesome thought is going to come back and get me. <laughs> it, and it just did. And it just did. <laughs> so all I need, all I need to do, all I need to do is just like, oh, that that's great. That's yeah, great. I appreciate that. Awesome. Hmm. Cool. Cool. All right. Catch you later. All right. Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Domerado. Bye-bye.